stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Please include your name when you text. That would be handy for me. I'm Zach filling in for Rob Breckenridge today. And your phone calls, too. Um, your, your, your summer vacations, I mean, they're on us already. Just kind of thinking about what's happening. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm looking ahead going, whew, geez, I better plan something. And it gets a little dicier and dicier to plan things here uh, with your future and where you're going. I'm a camper. I used to have a uh, really big trailer. I was in Albertan. <laughs> I had a truck and a really big trailer. That's what I was. Uh, but then I realized that for me, it was just a lot easier to maybe have a really big tent trailer. Uh, it's just a lot more work, but it does burn less fuel. And we want to talk about gas prices. Over the last little bit here, um, the price of oil has gone up. The price of gas has gone up. I really wanted to talk about how it's how it's gone up and how it's going to affect us. Looking around, uh, in BC, popular vacation spot, it's over a buck fifty. Prices, uh, according to our good uh, gas buddy guys. Vancouver, $1.58 is being reported as. And here in the city, about $1.32 which seems really, really high to me. And I don't pretend to know all of these OPEC things. Let's leave it there because I don't really know. Dan McTagg knows an awful lot more about this. The price, uh, about $3 a gallon, which is going to say, what, 75 cents a liter, roughly? Is that, <laughs> is that fair, Dan? Down in Idaho, in Spokane, in fact. Yeah, in it's a little higher there. But, of course, with exchange rate, that works out to about maybe 370 360 and then you have to divide it. But about a buck, buck five a liter at the moment. Yeah. So still a substantial difference between here and there. And to get us into the lead-up, Dan, about what we're going to talk about here with gas prices, where it's at today, uh, can you take our temperature on gas prices in general? Well, yeah. I mean, we're looking here uh, right across the city and across the province here, about 28 cents a liter more expensive than you were this time last year and if uh, uh you even look at uh, what's happened and transpired in the last month your prices are now about uh, 10 11 cents higher than they were at this time uh, heading into uh the easter long weekend so uh there's no doubt that prices for everybody in north america have gone up uh americans are complaining they're, they're up 40 cents a gallon but that isn't stopping them from using fuel uh, and it looks like uh we're, we're heading into a a very uh, um, turbulent period where things start to really heat up as far as uh, gasoline demand is concerned with uh, the official you know, start of uh, summer driving season uh, a mere four weeks away at the May 2-4 weekend uh, in the United States, of course, Memorial Day. So the world is really starting to uh, take notice of higher energy prices, but that hasn't slackened demand, and that's why uh, we're seeing prices as high as we are. And there are a number of factors for that, uh, and some of them actually are directly related to what's happening here in Alberta with a standoff uh, over not being able to get our valued oil uh, to markets. I say valued because uh, Americans have really declared, their refiners have declared, they've had enough of tight, light shale oil. Uh, They've got their fill. They need heavy oil to mix it with to produce a lot more products. And that, in turn, is leading to a higher uh, or rather a lower value for the Canadian dollar. You're Uh, saying that uh, the demand of the world is asking for Alberta's oil, Dan? Absolutely. <laughs> well, the most important market in the world for consumption of oil is the United States. Uh, forget everybody else. I mean, it's important, and we want to get there to get international prices. But the uh, the jewel in the crown is the United access to the U.S. market. All of our oil goes there. 
So if you're looking at U.S. refiners, especially in the Midwest, south of the border, they're the biggest consumers, um, and they want more. Uh, Gulf Coast, U.S., wants more. California, oh, yeah, the place where uh, all the protesters come up to hammer our oil and call it dirty. Well, guess what? Their refineries have made tens of millions, if not billions of dollars of investments to uh, reconfigure their refineries to use heavier slates of oil, not lighter. Hmm. So, uh, you know, <laughs> well, I everyone didn't know that, and I appreciate you yeah. sharing that part. That that I didn't know that that combination was was a big part of this. So, I, I really acknowledge that. Thank you for, yeah, so your for doing that. Know, just, uh, Morgan Stanley last week, last Thursday, put a pretty big piece out, and it's becoming widely apparent that Americans are uh, are nervous. They have far too much shale. They need a lot of heavier, and they want Canadian heavy versus Mexican Mayan, and certainly. Uh, they don't want to get involved with bringing any more of a heavy Orinoco out of uh, Venezuela. Is is that a cost thing for them, or is that just easier business? Well, it's always a cost thing, but it's important uh, that you can do more with a uh, a heavier slate of oil. Everything from your light styrene uh, to your high value added all the way to the low uh, bunker oil. Right now, a lot of... Uh, Refineries, uh, cheap refineries, older refineries uh, can use some of that, uh, you know, can use some of that uh, 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 shale oil, but they wind up having to just dump it in terms of coke. Uh, it's, it's a process and they can't, they can't break or fracture the molecules well enough to be able to do something with it. There's a lot of value from the high end to the low end. Think of, uh, uh, think of uh, you know, a, sort of a, a rainbow, if you will, of, of, of products that you can create. With shale, you're limited. You might be able to do five things with it, uh, including not being able to make diesel and, and really struggling to make jet fuel. With heavy oil, you can do not just what light oil does, it, depending on how well your refinery works and how well it can break up those molecules, you can do uh, and make a lot more with the same equivalent value barrel. Now, I know that we've kind of been over this, and, and most people don't. Most people already know what, what goes into oil. But just for the sake of being thorough, for people who haven't been in front of this conversation, uh, Dan, what what are some of the products that people might not think of that that oil goes into that this also affects other than gasoline? Well, I mean, at the low end, you would find asphalt or, or shingles or fiberglass for uh, whatever it is that you're doing, from your roof shingles uh, to the asphalt on your streets, uh, to the cell phone or telephone you and I are using, to the computers that we're using, uh, to uh, the, the glasses that I wear, to the pharmaceutical products that I wear, to half the agricultural products that we consume, uh, to paints, uh, to... Uh, uh, linoleum to, uh, to it is pervasive throughout the economy. It really and doesn't have a purpose at all, is what you're getting at. Like we don't ever use this stuff. <laughs> oh no, no, never. And these folks walking around uh, protesting have uh, are completely oblivious. And I, I'm going to say they're they're simpletons because that's what they are. But if uh, if they don't recognize how uh, hydrocarbons are used in society and has improved everyone's uh, standard living. And then they're clearly out to lunch, clued out, or just misinformed by organizations bent on uh, hurting Canada. Let's look forward at the summertime because I don't know about you, I'm I'm kind of tired of this this whole cold winter thing. Like I'm worn out, man. I I have a north facing deck on the back of my townhouse, and the snow yeah. will be gone off of it today, and there will yeah. be barbecue tonight. I mean, we're tired of I'm tired of all of this this cold and I'm looking forward to summertime I'm desperate I was worried a week ago about camping on May long weekend whether it was going to be warm enough looks like it's going to be somewhat back to what is normal we're looking forward we want to know these gas prices that we talked about around here what are we in for for our summer plans this summer what you see is what you're going to get 125 to 135 looks like the the range of prices you'll see for the next few weeks 
Uh, I'm not uh, really expecting any hiccups until at least the 12th of May. And that's when uh, the United States will make a decision on to whether, as to whether or not it wants to withdraw from the, uh, from the Iran nuclear deal signed three years ago. Uh, if, if, it ha- if that happens, then oil prices will go up. And that's um, just because of the amount of volume they're just going to block out, right? One million barrels at a time when OPEC, Russia uh, are uh, really actually making headway in terms of reducing the amount of uh, oil that's available out there. The world now is in balance. In other words, the amount of uh, demand is equivalent to the amount of supply. And next year, that uh, supply is going to dwindle by about 2 million. So you take Iran out of the equation to many countries, uh, that's 3 million. And it will start to create uh, and will set oil off like a rocket. Ironically, by the way, Iranian oil is heavy oil. Not that, uh, uh, you know, HSBC Bank uh, and others who've now dumped on on the Canadian oil industry today are aware of this, but it'll be interesting to see how they manage to finance uh, other countries that seem to have no trouble building and uh, sending out their heavy oil. But for Iran, it would be a you know it would be a certainly a step back, and I suspect that's why uh, French French President Macron and um, uh, today uh, Angela Merkel are in, uh, uh, in in the United States speaking with the uh, president, perhaps to try to dissuade him from going this route. But if he does. Uh, all bets are off. Oil will go up. If he doesn't, then I think oil will stabilize. And I think gasoline will remain relatively high, but I don't think it's going to be as high as it is for the simple reason we have two refineries in Edmonton that are going through spring maintenance. Uh, they're likely to come out in the next week or so. When that happens, I think you'll see prices back off on the wholesale side by two or three cents a liter, and then we'll have our gas stations beating each other up for the retail margin. So we could see prices back to 123, 122, uh, but right back up potentially to as high as $1.35 over the next uh, several weeks. How bad does it get this summer with all the speculation of $100 oil? It would get really bad. And that speculation is really based on, in part, what happens on the 12th. So um, in that kind of scenario, uh, normally in the, in the past, Zach, we've seen the Canadian dollar rise in tandem with West Texas Intermediate or Brent crude, but not so, not now, because we can't get our product to market. We continue to see a 20 22 $24 a barrel lag between the benchmark trend-setting oil and what we're getting here. And that means the Canadian dollar. This is a critical point. The Canadian dollar suffers. We use the Canadian dollar because we need to purchase America. We purchase all of our fuel, all of our commodities in U.S. terms. So a weaker Canadian dollar caused by uh, not being able to get our oil to market at a time when everyone else is getting 100 or 80 or $70 a barrel means that uh, you and I are going to pay perhaps another 3 or $0.04 cents a litre. Put it another way. If the Canadian dollar and the U.S. greenback were tied in terms of being at par, you'd be saving 15 cents a litre. And that's just not something that environmentalists like to hear. The ones that are trying to make the argument that we can make that transition know full well the effect of blocking pipelines is having a devastating impact on the Canadian economy, not to mention loss of revenue and greater debts, which will obviously uh, take into and uh, probably damage our equalization programs across the country. I love how passionate Dan is about oil. I think it's great. And I, I know you are, and it's great, and I, I really appreciate that, Dan. Uh, Dan McTagg, Senior Petroleum Analyst, GasBuddy.com. Before we go, Dan, um, there's a lot of unknown. Of course, there always is. Where is the best place to travel for gas prices if you got to drive it right now? I mean, for go to Saskatchewan? All the province that, uh, as of September 1st, will not have a, uh, in, in the West anyways, from Quebec all the way out to uh, the uh, B.C. coast, the only place in the country that won't have a five or six cent or seven cent a liter carbon tax. So they begin with quite an advantage and it will continue to be the best place in which to buy. But, you know, GasBuddy website will let you know 
where the best prices are wherever you happen to travel. It's a good thing to to, uh, to download as an app. I usually save about three hundred bucks a year using it, and I got no skin in the game in the sense that it just tells me where the best prices are. Awesome. And you, uh, just full disclosure, where are you? I'm in Toronto right now. You're in Toronto right now. Where do you live? I, I live in Ontario. Okay, and, cool. Uh, I just want so to make I, sure, full disclosure, that you're not living in Saskatchewan. Uh, no, absolutely not. not and you don't own a gas station. Somebody started in Saskatchewan, and there probably is some synergy. But, by the way, count your blessings. You're not in uh, uh, Vancouver today, the home to the big protests. Yeah. They're going to be seeing $1.61 on Sunday. Absolutely incredible. Dan, Mc, Dan McTague, thank you so much for your insight. You taught me a lot today. I appreciate that. Okay, thanks, Zach. Cheers. Thank you, brother. Go to Saskatchewan. Are you changing your plans? My question for you, your summer vacation plans, and we did get a text message from Mike. Uh, we and five couples from Alberta canceled our houseboat vacations in Sycamus. We're going to Idaho. Now, I do know that uh, that was a BC Alberta conversation, Mike, and I do uh, ask you to please text in again, 974-8255. Uh, does this also impact your decision, um, the gas, uh, price of gas? It's impacted mine. Probably still going to go to BC, but more Invermere Radium, not Salmon Arm, Kelowna, Kamloops. Deeper, deeper, deeper. How is your summer vacation impacted by this $1.60 prospect? Does it make a big difference? Does it matter to you? Or are we all just crazy? Is this crazy? Is this stupid? What are you talking about? Go on vacation. Go Idaho. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.